Well, hello. This is Andale Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. Welcome. Wish Upon a Star is a dynamic radio program spotlighting talent in the arts arena with discussions of the challenges and some advice in making it in the visual, musical, literary, painting, and performing arts. As a unique part of the show, we will interview professional guests. These are experts in the fields of entertainment law, copywriting, studio recording, publishing, and promoters, all relative to this highly competitive industry. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have an distinguished guest. She is Miss Joy Ford, author, songwriter, educator, and CEO of Jorific Band. Her bio. Joy Ford was born in New York City and grew up in upstate New York. She spent much of her childhood years living in Ossining, New York. She first realized that she had the gift to write poetry at Park School with the help of her teacher, Mrs. DeWitt from Accord, New York. Joy soon found a love for writing that would blossom into many books that she soon would share with others. Joy is a graduate of SUNY at New Parts College and holds a master's degree in special education. She has taught in Baltimore City Schools for 17 years and is now the group leader of Joy Riffick, a children's band. Joy writes and sings educational songs for children. Joy Ford, the author, band leader, has five beautiful children and two grandchildren who sing and perform with her. She enjoys helping people have a happy day. To further her enjoyment of working with children, in 2011, educated and musical founder Joy Ford developed an enriching learning program that she strongly felt was needed in the lives of small children. As a former educator, Joy often used music as a creative tool when teaching words, numbers, colors, and the alphabet to her students. Through her music and songs, Joy saw her young students excel. Seeing how her students respond to her music, she decided to share it with others. Since that time, Joy continues to write songs that engage and encourage young minds to learn and grow. Joy, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Andell, and thank you for having me on Wish Upon a Star today. I couldn't wait. You know, we had to cancel a couple times, but we got it now. You know, Absolutely and it's going to be the most interesting and informative. Yes. Like I said, most of the general questions I'm going to ask is just something that our audience might need to know. That's where most of our questions come from. You are telling people your great experience that you had to go through to be where you are tonight or today. So I'll let you begin by telling our audience the passion that got you to start writing your books to enrich the reading skills of our children. Well, I began writing, as I said in my bio, when I was in the fourth grade, and I 
loved learning how to write poetry. Uh, over the years, I continue to write stories, and I'm really uh, a big fan of lots of writers such as Dr. Seuss and um, uh, other children's, you know, authors that uh, just inspired me to share my gift of stories. Um, I grew up in the country in upstate New York and the Catskill Mountains, and I also had a home in Westchester County, Ossining, New York. So I had an opportunity to grow up in both places, and I've been working with children, you know, for the majority of my life as I grew up, and so I had a plethora of things to write about and experiences to share in stories, so I just delighted myself on days when there was nothing else to do but to get a pencil, paper out, and just begin to let my imagination run wild and write about whatever it is that I felt God had laid upon my heart. So that began my journey into writing. Okay, great. Like I said, we've got a lot of questions here, and a lot of people can take from what your experience is that once you get it in it, your mind to do something, just go ahead and do it. But to become successful in any skill, I think, and you will too, I guess, requires commitment and dedication. So how were you able to manage and divide your time with publishing four books, family, and the creation of a children's band? Oh, that's a good question. Now, that was not a very easy task. But I had the privilege of meeting um, some incredible people who helped me along that journey, such as Teresa Hamilton, Cheryl T. Ricks, who is the author of a book called Sister Circle, The Power to um, um, uh, Encourage um, Women. So uh, as they wrote their books and shared with me their journeys, I was able to just follow along with what information they guided me to um, to do. So they were very integral part in my being able to get all four of my books done. So I had a company that I was working closely with, which is um, the CEO is Teresa Hamilton. And so we began deciding out of my many books I have written already, which four we wanted to put out first. So the four that we chose um, were the ones that we decided to have edited, and then I found incredible illustrators um, to work with, such as Dale Eck, who did the story um, that my granddaddy told me. He oil-painted each of those pictures that you would see in that book. And then the talented Francis Adams, she uh, illustrated the other uh, three books that I have out um, so beautifully with color for young children to really delight themselves in reading. So they were really integral parts in guiding me along this path. And even um, Cheryl T. Ricks gave me a book called The Fine Print of Self-Publishing. So there were lots of questions that needed to be answered and dive into and find out how to have my books marketed and 
and finally published. So, yeah, I definitely needed their help, and they were really amazing in doing so. Okay, I think that is achievement point number one. And I always put down and try to tell my audience, take notes, because the things that we talk about in our show, you can really use or even give it to someone else that you may know. So what you're saying, you put around you friends, people who have the same type of mind that you have, and the other people, talented people. If you wanted somebody who wants to be illustrator, look at the people who have experienced what you're doing now and get guidance from them. Get their experience and also have good collaboration. So our audience can really take points on that. Give us a time element. When would you say you knew this was going to be your passion and career, writing children's books and creating a musical endeavor for children? Well, I started um, writing when I was around nine years old, Stories for Children, and I've always been an avid reader. So I would say I've been writing for quite a while, and it wasn't until I'd say maybe like two years ago when I just had some downtime, I really decided that I was going to publish these books and um, really stick to it because it does take a bit of perseverance and patience, I must say, in order to go through the entire process. But um, I've always loved writing, and people would say I should, you know, publish some stories. Uh, I have to say that my music sort of preceded my publishing my books because I started writing so many songs with wonderful lyrics, and I say, wow, some of these I think I can even turn into books that the children can read along as they sing. So really that was the... Um, impetus that led me to say, you know, I'm going to publish some of these books that also can be songs that I've already written. So that was how I got started. Oh, wow. That's great. And you, like you said, you incorporated your main skill into that. That was That's good marketing strategy. Another good point. <laughs> if you've got other yeah. skills that you think is a little weaker or stronger, put those, combine those and make a fantastic outburst of the ending product when you publish something. Joy, ideas and composition. As me as an artist, I know sometimes it just eludes us to get it, like for me to get it on the campus. It's in my brain, but I just got to get it on campus. Tell us, what process do you use in this area of writing a book? Is it in like from research, life, or collaboration with others? Well, I'd have to say I'm truly spiritually led when it comes to my writing. Um, okay. Whenever I have the title, I can sit down and then I just try to listen to, you know, what is being said to me in my mind so that I can get it on paper. So I actually write most of my stories in that way. And I never know how the pen is going to flow, but I just let it flow. And when it's done, it's pretty much done. I keep my um, phone, which has a recording device on it, so that I can record any music that comes to my mind. And I've found from others that really works well. Um, I've just started to do that with some of my stories, speak them instead of writing them down as well. But um, 
I love to write about things I've experienced as well, like nature. I like to write about nature. Um, like to write about animals um, and uh, uh, stories that I've actually experienced with my mother, um, who has recently passed away. So uh, I like to delight the children in those type of stories that I think would really warm their hearts and just give them a chance to be imaginative and to um, feel some happiness about reading as they journey through the story. So I just pull on every different area. I don't have any one type of of story I like to write. I I write about all kinds and types of things, you know, from the Mm food system to math to science to uh, the birds where lookout pigeons in the park came from because I was always um, interested in pigeons and what they do and how they act in the park. So, yeah, any any good thing that God lays on my mind, I, I pretty much I try to write about. Thank you. That's another good point. Another good point is let it flow. I heard you say that. Record it and let it flow. Then maybe later on you can put it together into something substantial. Yes, Very good point. Absolutely, Things absolutely. that you love. Like you said, sitting in the park looking at the pigeons. I would have never thought about that. Because I have neighbors who feed the pigeons, and I think, yeah, we can feed the rats, too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but they out there feed the pigeons, but that's a good idea. Writing can be, I think, more challenging than, than maybe some of the other arts. Because you have to really, like you said, look in your mind and put those words together. Now, based on maybe some things in your life, did anyone else introduce you to this area of the arts, or was it a gift that you recognized that you had right away? Well, I'd have to say it was a gift because um, my mother introduced me to books early on, and, you know, at school, I remember vividly first grade book fair, and I wanted every book they had. And so my mom said, well, you got to pick out about five. You can get five. I'll let you get five. So I think, you know, just loving to listen to people read stories and the librarian would, you know, have an exciting book to share with us every time we went. I just became really interested in listening to stories that rhymed and stories that, you know, had some type of a fable or a real, you know, um, uh, special message that was trying to be given to us as a class so that we could achieve and succeed in life. I really love those stories, and so I think that's really what got me going with um, having this this um, inspiration to write and just continue to write. And I, I, was a, I was a real journaler as a child. I loved to journal. So I always had my diary. In fact, I still have all my diaries. And I was just writing all the time. So once I, you know, was taught how to punctuate sentences, and Mrs. DeWitt, who is from upstate New York, she did an incredible job herself in um, being a super inspiration to many of the kids in our class wanting to read books like The Hobbit or, you know, George Orwell books and things like that, because she would do all the voices and stuff. It just really spurred me on to want to become a writer. Great, and I'm sure a lot of the audience can relate to that. 
as I do myself, all around me, I've always been in spiritually in church, and I will say all the beautiful uh, things in the books and everything, and I love to draw. And I was recognized, I was in kindergarten, and my teacher said, oh, you don't clean crawl outside of my hand, I go like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that was why I got interested in art, mostly in kindergarten. And every time yes. I could pick up a pencil, I just started doodling and doodling. And my doodling, they said, oh, that looks real nice, you know, that sort of thing. So that's point, another point that our audience can take with them. Look around you. You've got a good family life. When you have a support of family, too, it really helps you to actually go forth and do what you desire. Because I know we have, Joy, in our listening audience, those who have that one book, that they want to write, but they just can't pull it out. So tell us, what came first in your case? Was it the title or the story? Well, most of the time for me, I I have a title that's given to me, and then I go from there. So I usually start with a title, but sometimes it can just start from, you know, um, like, for example, um, the question you have about something, um, the story I wrote, which is called um, um, Mama, Can I Hold a Cloud? That actually came about because of my granddaughter and I in the car one day taking a ride. And she mm-hmm. was simply sitting in the back seat and she says, and they call me Mama Ma. So um, those are my grandchildren, Jeremiah Harps and Nivea Harps. And she says, um, Mama Ma, can I hold a cloud? And I said to myself, are you kidding? Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I think you just like to hear yourself talk. So I drove through the light finally, and then the next day God was like, that's a perfectly good title of a story. Mama, can I hold a cloud? And right. I said, well, you know, if it's such a good story, then I know you're going to give me exactly what to write for the book. So that's when I began writing that day, and then I gave it to my illustrator, Francis um, Adams, who picked a wonderful child to be the subject in that book and play the character of the child, which just happens to look so much like my granddaughter. It is amazing um, Mm. how similar they look. And so sometimes it can just be a question that will generate a story for you. And so now I'm working on another story that's similar to Mama, Can I Hold a Cloud? But it's asking another question, and it's a very good one. So... I'm looking forward to when that story comes out um, for the children as well. So we want to keep the imagination flowing. So uh, that's something we don't want our children to lose. I think sometimes school helps children to lose that too soon. And so this type of book is a great book for them to read. Well, I know you are doing a wonderful job because this is, like you said, we needed for our young children today, and I might let our audience know right this very moment how great the books are and how beautifully they are illustrated. I mean, they are illustrated beautifully, and I say that to you as well as to the audience. Okay, tell us how important do you think, now that we're on the subject of literature and how they're taking the arts out of the schools, how important do you think literature, music, and any of the arts are in the life of our young people? Well, I think that definitely um, taking um, the arts out of school is a major, major uh, 
problem for yes. well-rounded children um, because many of our children, they actually love coming to school and learning their, you know, basic academic skills because they get a chance somewhere during the day to exercise their creativity, whether it be through sports or artwork or music or singing or dancing. So, you know, that's something that makes them want to come to school because they get to use their talents in a way they would otherwise not be able to. So, if anything, we need to keep the arts at the forefront of things um, for our children when it comes to deciding what should be let go and what we should keep. Um, I'm sure there's many people in the community that we don't utilize that would be glad to even come in and volunteer their time to work with children um, in those areas where funds may be lacking. Um, I, for one, would love to be invited into the schools to share what I have. Um, and so we definitely need to keep the art in the school for Absolutely. children. Oh, great. Me too. I was working with that, and it pains me deeply that they did that, you know, that they so I have two more guests coming following you in reference to putting arts back into the schools. Um, so that's a very poignant question, and we need that to get that cleared up, like, right away with the new mayor of the city. Yes, we want Do to keep the encounter, art. Yeah, oh, we definitely, and I would hope that you would, uh, or I know you would, you know. Yes contact her as well since she is new. I've contacted her and I have two, like I said, more guests who are coming and we're trying to put us something together to make sure we go to the, the mayor and tell her to hell. Oh, all over the country, not just in the Baltimore City or in the counties, everywhere. Yes, I'm skills. Yes, I'm very glad to hear that you are doing that. Oh, absolutely. Okay, then we're going back to the publishing, and then we're going to take a break after this question. Do you encounter many, or did you encounter, encounter many obstacles through the publishing phases of your endeavor? Because some publishers I've had on the show, not publishers, the authors who wanted to publish their works, they give all kinds of instances that happened before they could even publish their books. What about you? Well... For me, I didn't have many problems because, as I said, I work with the company Imagination Press and um, a gentleman by the name of Troy Moses, who is the sales and marketing director there. Um, he has a team that they work with, um, along with Teresa Hamilton, that is excellent. I mean, they gave me personal one-on-one -on -one time, the entire group, to ensure that the process was smooth and that I did any kinks that were there, we stayed on top of to get them worked out. And um, it is a process that you have to be patient about. And, yes, we did have to go over some things because as I saw some of the revised issues, I didn't care for this. So they tried to keep my voice, and they were very sympathetic in keeping my voice with the story that I wrote. And so that made me feel very assured that everything would work out well, and it did. So I have to my hats off to this company um, for the wonderful job they did. And they are the first publishing company I worked with. So I don't have any other experiences to share with the audience today. But I can say this, um, Imagination Press, they will take your story. And if you don't have your story already, we help people to um, 
get their story told somehow on paper. So that's what we're here for. Okay. On that, um, I know some people who, matter of fact, I'm an editor for some people who write books. Um, yes. I was an editor for a guy who wrote a book. He's from Atlanta, Georgia, and another girl who wrote a financial book. There are some of the people I edit their books for me, and I found out 88 mistakes on one book that she was getting ready to send to the press. <laughs> and that was just a general, you know, perusal. That's yeah, why I asked you that question. You know, <laughs> can you put that information out again? Because I have a book myself that has I'm 200 sure pages that I want to get. Imagination Press. So it's www dot imagination press online dot com that is the name of the company okay and you'll find out everything about it when, when you pull that up company. yeah okay, so what we're going to do right now joy is take a like i said a 15 second break and we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen with joy ford we'll be back in 15 seconds thank you thank you Right. Let's get loose. District. Yeah. That, that, that. What up, y'all? I just came yeah. to your city to say what's up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Show me love. Hi. Uh, hop off the plane to a new show what up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me Thugs packing, they pistols But ain't nobody aiming on me Got a pocket full of fresh dough So you know I got a bacon, homie And I'm thankful Get whatever you want Hello and welcome back This is Handel Banks, your host of Wish Upon the Star And we are asking that if you have any comments and suggestions, please let us know. And you can do that via email at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We have live streamlined broadcasts on any of our 50 affiliates, the stations, and you can reach them by pulling up bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate dash partners. You can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and you can listen to any previous broadcast in the archive link on bbsradio.com, wish upon a star, hashtag archive. Again, thank you so much for joining in with our special guest today, Joy Ford, published author, songwriter, educator, and CEO of Joyrific Band. Joy, we're going to continue with the questioning, and we're going to go into some of the things that you have in your own mind. Let's say there are so many diversified authors in their expressions. Who are some of your favorite authors? Well, oh, my goodness. I, I have so many authors that I love to read. I love Alice Walker. I love... Um, to read, um, oh my gosh, it's so. Uh, this, well, I mean, what is just, their genre? I mean, most of it is it just just general information? Love, is I, it romanticism? I reading people's autobiographies, believe it or not. Okay, I love to read people's autobiographies. Natalie Cole's autobiography, Arthur Ashe. Um, I, I I really enjoy reading autobiographies. As a child, I wanted to learn so much about myself because I went to a predominantly um, white school 
and I really wanted to find out who my people were, what they had done. So I went to the library and I found every book that they had on black history so that I could find out about people such as Madam C.J. Walker. You know, I read, you know, books about um, um, Harriet Tubman, of course, and Frederick Douglass, and just always was interested in learning about the lives of other people and what they had done and how they achieved their goals in life. So I love reading those types of stories. So when I say that, it's just a lot of people write about other people, so it's not any one particular author I follow or, you know, set of authors. I, I love books. I have so many books. It's like my my house looks like a library. People, My daughter say, Mom, you live across the street from a library. Why do you have all these books? I just love reading all kinds of books. So, yeah, um, whatever, you know, looks really interesting, especially spiritual books. I love those. The Bible, number one book. Um, so lots of different um, books that I love. And I, and I have to say, uh, Cheryl T. Rick's book um, is one of my all-time favorite books that she wrote a couple of years ago. So, yeah, and a lot of my friends I see now publishing books that I'm getting ready to um, read. So just reading all types of books by all types of people, that's all I can say. Oh yeah, fine. Because I think I think we all, I won't say all, but most of artists, people who are in the arts, do the thing. Everything you said, I call I will say ditto. <laughs> I read autobiographies. I read mysteries. I read romanticism. I read success books. You know, all types yes. of books. Yes, only <laughs> and all that helps me with my art as well as motivational speaking and being a radio host of course (laughs) and motivational speaking so I think Mm -hmm. people in the arts do have a large range of information input you know lots of times people go on the media some of that stuff on there you don't even really need but when you read reading really enforces all of the creativity in your mind that you know like you said you can pick out one word you know Vision. A lot of my paintings have words like that. Vision. I like Gabron, you know. So I read a lot of that. And I, that's a good point to let people know. Don't just stick to one form of reading. Read a lot of things. And then you can have a collectiveness in your mind as to what the world is all about. I had to give up at least 10 boxes of books because when I moved from my large house to a smaller house, I gave it to, you know, schools and everything because I didn't have any room for them. Yeah. Writing so now topics. We have yeah. Kindle, so a lot of people like using Kindle and downloading my books as well yeah. and other people's yeah. books. So it's wonderful that sometimes you don't really have to keep all the books, but there's something about turning exactly. a page that just really intrigues me. So I like to hold the book, look at the book. Um, I do too. Pick it off the shelf when I want to look at it just for a moment even. So I like to keep my book. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. I have a library in my home, too, and I, I, I just love to read. Matter of fact, I was telling my sister-in-law, can she, she has a special card that didn't get hotels for a little bit. I said, well, can you just go ahead and set up one for me so I can sit and read the four books I have to read? Oh, yes. Oh, Because yes. <laughs> I have four or five books I have to read. Yes. <laughs> nope. That's the time. We, we just finished. Bed is the best thing you can do. Read 15 yes. minutes every night before you go to bed. You have the best dreams ever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
we just finished talking about this, but um, I was going to ask you the many areas of society and cultures and their themes, such as relationships, how to become successful, romanticism, religious. But you chose children's books. What was or was there an emotional point of desire to write just for children? Well, uh, I have to say that I work, I have worked with children since I was very young. I started working okay. in daycares when I was 14 years old, and I worked in the daycare center up until I went to college, and I love, you know, I played the piano, so of course okay. I, I played music for the children, and, and being in the classroom, you always have to find a book, you know, that you might read to them during nap time, so I was always um, involved with children all my life, so um, my favorite game as a child was playing school on my front porch. So I was always the teacher and always wanted to be a teacher. So um, um, naturally I gravitated to liking um, books that are written for children, but I do write um, adult books, which I am um, getting ready to publish. I'm working on a romance novel at this time. And it's amazing because I don't read those type of books, but um one day something came to me and said, hey, you know, I think you can try your hand at this romance novel type stuff. So I'm working on that. And um, I'm also putting out my book about how all this came to be um, and where I am today and um, how I left the school system so that I could live my dream. So right now I'm on my journey and my path and, and living my purpose um, by writing songs for children and writing books. So it's just something that I really feel that God has allowed me to do by stepping out on my faith. And so I just continue to um, pray every day and ask God to guide me to um, share my gifts with the world. And so um, that's what I'm endeavoring to continue to do because it really has been an all-time dream of mine to publish a book, and it's come true, and not only one book, but four books, um, pretty much, much within the same month, all came out. So it's been an amazing journey thus far, and four happens to be a favorite number of mine. So I'm really happy, and I have many more books that I've written that, are, um, that will be out um, before the year 2020. Oh, excellent. With that dissertation, <laughs> can you give our audience the name of the books? And then if you've got, if you don't have any kind of little general uh, synopsis of what it's about, I have it. But tell us the four titles of each one of your books. Okay. Well, I'll start with this first book, which is called um, My Friend Dean is a Chef which is a near and dear book to me because it's about a good friend of mine by the name of Dean Scott, who has been a former uh, Baltimore County educator for over 30 years. And he happens to be an incredible cook. So one day I decided that he was baking a cake to sit there and write a story about him. And so um, my friend Dean the Chef is a delightful book for preschoolers that takes them inside the many talents of a chef. It's beautifully illustrated, um, and that was done by Frances Adams, and that book will pique a child's interest about being a chef. And so many of my um, children love to hold that book and read it to me even, so it's a wonderful book. 
and that's called My Friend Dean is a Chef. Um, the other book I wrote, um, because my granddaughter asked the question, Mama, can I hold a cloud? Another favorite book of mine is, um, this book is about a young girl um, who's curious about the clouds above her. Um, and in describing the clouds, um, she uses her vivid imagination to create a story that comes alive. I feel this is a must-read book for any child who delights in looking at the world and the things around him or her in a creative and imaginative way. And that's Mama, Can I Hold a Cloud? Uh, the other book that I wrote um, is called Look Out Pigeons in the Park. This story is illustrated as well by um, none other than the Francis Adams. Um, he's so talented in many ways and has really been an integral part in my success with my book. Um, it is a, a, an exciting, whimsical story of pigeons chatter. So it is a read that is colorful and fun for children. And as they see all the different animals in the book, they just have a great time reading it. And the last but not least story that I wrote is called The Story my granddaddy told me this story is about how necessary the moon, the wind and sun and other things in nature and their importance to life. The book ends with noting the importance of responsibility also for humans as well. And this book is beautifully illustrated with nature scenes that were oil painted by Dale Eck, who happens to be a neighbor of mine. And, uh, he has done an amazing job with uh, the, the illustrations, and he's already completed another book for me where he has oil oh. painted um, all the pictures for that story, and oh. that will be probably before Christmas. So I'm excited um, about that book as well. And that's the story my granddaddy told me. Oh, that's Excellent, excellent. Like I said, later before the show is over, we're going to go over this again and say where we can get the books and everything. Right now, we're going to take a little break. We're going to take another 15-second break. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back in 15 seconds. And welcome to Wish Upon a Star. My name is Pandel Banks, and I'm your host, and we're very happy that you tuned in. I want to let you know if you missed part of the show, you certainly can view it in the archive. Again, welcome, and we will accept comments and suggestions. And you can send those via email at musicradio34 at gmail. Com. We also streamline our broadcast on any of our 50 affiliates. And the stations can be reached by bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate dash partners. We're also on iTunes and Facebook. And you can listen to any previous broadcast in the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash Wish Upon a Star, hashtag archive. 
We're going to return now, ladies and gentlemen, to our special guest, Joy Ford, published author, songwriter, educator, and CEO of Joy Riffic Band. Joy, if there is any leisure time in your life <laughs> with all that you have, your children, your grandchildren, and writing in your busy schedule, what do you do for fun? Well, for fun, I love to go bowling. I love um, going to barbecues, family outings and gatherings. I love family reunions, getting to know who's who and what everyone is doing. And um, just spending my time walking around outside and observing um, nature. I love doing that. Um, on my Instagram, I always post different things about nature because I think if we just take the time to look at those type of things, we really can figure out a lot of what's going on um, here on Earth and why we need to love one another and just share goodness. Yeah. What month were you born in? I was born in October. have a birthday oh. coming up on October the 4th. Okay. So you're a Libra. I'm a Scorpio. Yes, Libra. No wonder we get along so well. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Right after me, you know that. Yeah, because I'm up. I'm I'm up the uh, first to camp next to Libra. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not that we believe in all of that, but you know, my daughter Alexis is a Scorpio. Yes. Oh, okay. Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. No wonder. Yeah, and we—that's why you like you like so many of the things that I like. I said, well, even though we're artists, there's sometimes but we like exactly. And I love nature too. I was just telling yeah. again, my sister-in-law, I do when I go on vacation. I don't want to hear a whole lot of noise. I want to see the trees and the water. You know, yes. that is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and my my father was an artist, so he he oil painted. And um, many, in fact, all the pictures in my home were pretty much his oil paintings. And so I am able to draw, and I'm getting ready to illustrate some of my own books. Um, I don't know where I will find the time has been the problem, but I love to draw. I do. I just have not had the time to do those things along with trying to um, work on my music with my band so, um, as you said, I don't have a lot of free time, and, but I'm going to try to find some way to um, show um, that I, I do love to draw. I do. And I come by that honestly. As I said, my father was a photographer and he was an artist. So, um, I do love to draw. And I, I've oh. seen some of your artwork and I love it. And I'm so um Looking forward to seeing more of your work that you do. So um, this should be an interesting year, and I'm so honored to have met you. It's been oh. wonderful, wonderful um, um, getting to know you so far. So um, I thank you for having me on the show. And it's been well, you're a spiritual amazing. person just like I am, and uh, it's because God puts people in your path, and that's nothing yeah. to be said about that. Everything he does is good. So he put you yeah, in my path, absolutely. you know. Yes. I'm doing yes. two uh, portraits right now. So okay. I have a commission for two portraits. And yes. they're 32 by 46. So uh, I go on vacation in December, and that's when I concentrate on my painting. 
because it has okay. to be complete concentration. Coming out um, some time to see yourself is great. That's good. And then maybe we could do something together. I used to have a oh, gallery, that. but I hate to close it up because of the taxes or whatever. But yeah. uh, maybe we could do something but together. Stick, to even passion, when... stick to your passion. Find some time. Stick to your yeah. passion. Right. Yeah. What makes Before life we... worth living. I certainly will. Before we get into your music end of it, um, let me see if you can just give any general advice to someone who is aspiring to become an author in whatever topic or theme they may do. Every one of us, as we know, has a story. And whatever story you would like to share and however you would like to share it on paper, uh, the world will welcome it. So I just would say to anyone who would like to write, get with a good publishing company that is willing to work with you within your budget, uh, work with you within um, the type of book you want to see, and as long as the people are um, actually um, doing what you would ask them to do, because you don't want it to be the other way around, you're doing what they're asking you to do all the time, um, and you feel it's a good relationship that you have. Um, you know, just continue to um, endeavor on your path to write. And um, it will evolve to a product that you can uh, be proud of and share with the world. So never give up on um, what it is you would like to do, you know. Right. I do have a a segment on my show. I've been on the show now five and a half years, and one of them was about copywriting. Uh, Tell us about that. Either they can well, go the on my site and get it, but yeah, um, those type of things I am sometime are within the package that you get, so they'll put that um, pricing and all that and take care of that for you. My company took care of you know making sure the copyrights and everything were done within the amount of money that I had to pay, so it made it simple and easy for me. Um, the ISBN number is something you also have to purchase for Library of Congress purposes so you know all those type of things um play part and then of course paying for your reader um whoever that is it takes a part too so plays a part in the cost so there's a lot of things to look at but if you find the right company to work with and i recommend you know working with troy author author troy moses with imagination press i think um it will be a good experience us another very, very important point from our other four points that we got before about having friends and other people and great illustrators and goddess experience and collaboration when you're getting ready to start a project. Your next one for our audience was that you have to be a researcher in what you want to do. If you want to be an author, read a lot of books. Find out about what the publishing process is. And then write flowingly what's on your mind. You also said, even though you are spiritually led, let your mind tell you what you want 
to write about and go ahead and write about it. Another item you said, your home life is very, very important. You have to surround your yourself with family that is very supportive, and they have the interest in what you are doing. Number five, I think you said questions. Any questions that you see in nature, if you have questions about nature and children, that was a very good source. Children are a very good source as well as nature. Plus, you got to have love. You have to have love in your heart, love for God, love for other people when you're writing, and that will come out in your writing. You also were talking about publishing, which is very important when you are, even if you want to do a book on art or anything, you have to get a good publisher, and a good publishing company should work with your desire, not their ideas. And make sure yes. you get all of your work copyrighted. Absolutely. Okay. Now we're going to go into the band. As I had said before, in 2011, tell us who also was incorporated in making joy terrific. Well, instrumental to the band is our keyboardist, which is none other than Mark Rose, who is okay. the technology teacher at the Dunbar High School. He is an amazing uh, composer of music and writer and lyricist. He has really been the backbone of our group um, since um, the initiation of the group. He plays saxophone as well, and um, he's just a real pleasure to work with. Um, I also work with a couple of background singers. Um, one of them is named Judy Shepard, who resides in New York City, and um, we have been good friends since um, 1980 when we uh, enrolled in college. So we have Ooh. really um, had a long friendship, and we had our own group back in college. We didn't know at that time we were going to sing children's songs together, but we did have a group, and we wrote our own music, and she um, is particularly good at writing lyrics to songs. So even then, she was the lyricist and lead singer of the group back then that I had on campus. And now she um, performs with me when I go out to sing my children's songs at daycare centers and um, schools. And so we're looking forward to our next CD, which is coming out. We put out a first CD called um, Sunny Side Up, which has six songs, which is can be found um, on iTunes as well as on my um, website. I also sing with uh, a, a, a fantastic woman by the name of Jewel Guy, who is recently married, and she has a beautiful voice, and she's being featured on our next CD. I sing oh, wow. with, um, I have young children who sing with me. One's name is Zoe Ileong, and she sang with me on our first CD, um, Jeremiah Harp, Nivia Harp. And um, this year we're incorporating some new talent um, of young children to sing with the group on our um, latest CD that's coming out. Oh, excellent. That is excellent. Uh, like I said, I really, really am glad. I'm also an entertainment director at several daycare centers, and then I have a main one that I uh, am the entertainment director that I do a lot. Of. matter of fact, I just did a show. And... Um, we could definitely use that. We could definitely That's use awesome. you. We definitely could. And what I do is put the entertainment together for all the people in the day adult daycare centers. You know, and the only thing about that is 
children. I don't know whether or not we can have children to come, but I certainly can use your CDs, you know, sure. to advertise that, you know, what you do. Because this make concept sure is, is <laughs> absolutely great. Um, and you just told us where you do all of the entertaining. So now... If you've got all your information, tell us where we can get the books, how they can get in touch with you, and everything. You have okay. exactly well, four, three minutes. Okay. Our books can be, my books can be found on Name Amazon. The books again, and then tell the us where we can get everything. Okay. You can find My Friend Dean is a Chef, uh, Mama Can I Hold a Cloud, Look Out Pigeons in the Park, The Story My Granddaddy Told Me, all on Amazon. You can find my music on YouTube. YouTube. That's what that's yeah. You can find my music on YouTube as well as on my website which is www.joyrificband.com. Um the number you can be I can be reached at is 443-630-3492. Um, you can find Imagination Press, author Troy Moses, um, at www.imaginationpressonline.com, number 443-603-6272. If you have a fantastic book that you've just been longing to have published. So that is the information in which they can contact me, Joy Ford. Oh, that is so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. What I'm going to do now is sign off, and I'll talk to you later. You can hang up, and, and we'll come back in about five seconds, and I'll sign off. Joy, God bless you, and thank you for your support. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Monday morning, getting back on my grind. What a weekend! Funny how time can fly. Good afternoon, and thank you. So much for listening. This is Andell Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star, and our fantastic guest today was Joy Ford, published author, songwriter, educator, and CEO of Joy Rific Band. We got all the information where you can actually get her books at www.joyrificband.com, or you can contact her at four four three six three zero. Three four nine two. Again, we do welcome comments and suggestions for Wish Upon a Star via email at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We also live streamline for our broadcast on any of our 50 affiliate stations at bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate dash partners. We are on iTunes, Facebook, and you can listen to any of our previous broadcasts in the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash 
Wished Upon a Star, hashtag archives. Again, our deepest thanks for your support for Wish Upon a Star. My name is Ann Dell, your host, and Denise Banks, our coordinator. And we always say, keep reaching for the stars.